Okay, quiet on the set, everybody. Stand by. Roll camera. Speed. Roll sound. Speed. Market. And cue talent. All right, here we go. Day two. Day two. Good? Yeah. Okay. So, Thomas, we have just wrapped on the first day of shooting. What is the working title that we're using for this project? Right now it's the Thatcher Thatcher Project. The Thatcher Project. So we just wrapped. Yeah. Um, 12 hour day. Yeah. How are you feeling? Exhausted. Exhausted. <laughs> so I think we're both exhausted. Yes. Yeah. Fighting a migraine, which I get often. I, I'm fighting a migraine and uh, you know that it's, it's both thankful and just kind of, you know, thank God we got through it. And also wondering, did we get everything we need for the, for the, for the edit? You know, like, do we have enough pieces to put together? Is it going to work? And I feel pretty confident, but there's, it's, you know, putting that, that jigsaw puzzle together. Yeah. Now you've, even though you don't work in the business, you've, yeah. you've been on enough productions that you're familiar with the process. Yes. So do you feel like you've achieved what you wanted to achieve on day one? Yeah, mostly, mostly. I wish I wish we had another day, but you always feel like you're missing stuff. It's just the way it is. And uh, I mean, given what we were dealing with, some of the f things that happened along the day, it's just it's amazing, you know. Now this was this was just to give the audience a little taste of what the project is. We yeah. had basically one location, mm -hmm. which was the inside of a limousine. Yeah. And that was we, a challenge, yeah. We need that was a challenge because it was a challenge on multiple levels. A just to find a limousine, yeah, available in on that a period on a low budget, yep. In that period, that was run, and that was accessible to our geographic location. Correct. So that that was an accomplishment that you found a very good limo. Yeah, I think that was that's an A plus. Yeah, the challenge. I might live in it. The challenge for the camera department in shooting in a limousine is that you don't have a lot of room to work. Yep. You don't have a lot of room to uh, put cameras, put lights. So, you know, we went pretty minimal. We shot with a, a GH5. I decided to shoot with anamorphic lenses. Great. Yeah, and great choice. I, you know, I think it was a good choice. I, I like the look. Yeah. What I wrestle with, and, and I'm always, for me, very critical after a job. Like, I always look at the things that I didn't have or I, I missed or I wanted or I would have done differently. So that's just my nature. So I always look at it a little more critically than I think other people do. So we had two lenses yeah. because, you know, it's not a big budget. Yeah. So we had a 35 and a 50 millimeter prime lens yeah. from SLR Magic, anamorphic lenses that were in micro four-thirds fit natively onto the GH5 camera. And I felt that the 35 was a little tight yeah. given the space. I agree. But that was the widest lens I could get yeah. in that format that would fit the camera. There were, yeah. there were other anamorphic lenses available, but they were 10 times the rental price. Right. So I felt like that was a little bit of a challenge to make those lenses work in in the limo 
given the time and the amount of, you know, things we had to accomplish in the day, chasing light, you know, we, we had a very small crew. The car not start, like died. We had to jump it. The car, yes, the car did die as brake, we were. Brake failure. As we were uh, rigging the car, we had it. We had to ND the windows on the outside. We had to uh, rig the the camera mechanism. We used uh, suction cup mounts. We used a, a slider with some sandbags. We used all these little uh, bits to make the camera work in the tight positions. And but it was a hundred degrees. <laughs> In the car. In the car, it was 100 degrees. <laughs> but the battery literally ran out as we were ready to go for the first take. Yep. The battery died. Yes. Yeah. So I had to bring my car over here and jump, jump start it, which is uh, always a good way to start the production. And we had a lot of people coming over, looking, seeing what we're doing, and asking about the production. That was that was fun. It's always fun. Yes. Yes. So we wrapped the shoot. You feel like you've got everything you needed. It is a jigsaw puzzle. And you you have to now, we're, we're going to do another day of shooting. We're going to do some exteriors. We're going to do some pickup shots. Yes. Some inserts. Yep. But Some aerial. Yeah. Th- this was basically went pretty much as planned. Yeah. I, I, I'm very happy. I mean, I, I think, you know, we had talked about, I think that I, I thought the actors were, were fantastic. Uh, the crew, I, everybody, I thought everybody did a, did a great job. Everybody did a great job. Uh, and I, the things that I struggle with, it's not that we didn't get what we needed to get. It's that was the actor on while there wasn't a, you know, a post office truck going by and we're supposed to be in Europe, you know? So, you know, what's in the background, you know? So, um, those are the shots to, to mix that we're going to have to put together that are going to have to be, that'll be tricky. That'll be tricky. It is tricky. And, and like I said, I always look at the things critically, until you get and and all the magic is going to happen in the edit suite like yeah. it usually does and yeah. that's the part of it that I enjoy is is putting it together and making something sometimes out of nothing yeah and that's where the days go I mean when we used to when we edited on the uh, when you were doing the intermatrix with me back in two thousand two uh, that that I had I mean so much fun that we would be in there for twelve hours and it seemed like it was two hours because you're in the zone. And just so creative, and it was just the some one of the some of the best times that you know whatever four weeks six weeks of editing that. Now you brought up Intermatrix, and yeah. that's the first time that we met and worked on a project. Yes, yep. In a very brief way, yeah. Give us a little background on what the Intermatrix was, and and why you felt compelled to produce that. Well, that, that was honestly way ahead of its time, way ahead of its time. Now now you you see all the information, so it was. Uh, it was about dispelling myths in fitness and health and nutrition and talking about healthy eating and all these things that people are talking about today, we were talking about way back then. Uh, and, and, you know, just the moderation and what foods are healthy, what targeted to kids, kids and families, you know, and teachers, education. And, um, and plus the work we did was something that they're just starting to do today. We, it was, it wasn't a fitness video showing exercise. We were, we had cart animation, we had sketches like Saturday night live and made people really interested in, in, in it. And then I had written the book that went with the videos. It was pre internet, you know, pre streaming and all that. And now that's kind of, people are going that way. So it was kind of a, it was just too early. But it was it was great. It led to the creation of several gyms that I did, 
And um, again, it was an ambitious project, though. Incredibly ambitious. Very ambitious, and yeah. you self-funded it. I did. I self-destroyed myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was the first time I destroyed myself. Yeah, exactly. And and what did you come away from that experience with, as far as uh, knowledge and and learn lessons learned? Well, I I mean the the um, as far as production goes. As far as anything goes. I think the biggest takeaway was that I had always been interested in, in film and production and always been writing and doing, but it was told I had to, you know, I had to do, so I was an engineer, I was an industrial designer, I was architecture and, you know, but in my heart, I wanted to do film. And so when we did that and I was, we were shooting and I was writing and editing and I, they just that was where there was so much passion there and uh and that really kicked off from since then writing all these screenplays doing other projects like this and you know getting passionate about something and um you know i, I mean a lot of people wouldn't just you know go down you know just sell everything they had and and be out there on a on a wire without a without a without a parachute but you know sometimes you just you just, you have to do it. You know, it's, you just feel so, you feel like it's important and, you know, somebody's got to do it. You know what I mean? And, and I felt that way with fitness and kids and I feel this way about people and, and, and them wanting to, you know, wanting to have a voice, you know, and, and in this case, again, Margaret Thatcher's a voice for many people and, you know, many people around the world because they don't have, I feel like they don't have a voice, you know? You know, you said something that was that's very accurate, but I think a lot of people don't always hear it. Like living on the wire, living on the edge. Yeah. You're literally on the edge of existence. Yeah. 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 That's right. You know, we were talking at, at dinner yeah. about your migraines and yeah. and you don't have health insurance. Not right now. Right. Yeah. And and you know, you literally have to make decisions about you know, am I going to take a pill today? Yeah. Or am I going to have lunch? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's kind of insane, right? So I mean, unless if you if you didn't if you kind of grew up in uh, you know like A B C D E through your life, and being used to some kind of a support system, it's very hard to understand. Like you got to be crazy, right, to do this. But I don't know, man. It's just um, I I feel like if it's important you've got a life and at the end of the day you have to do what you you, you think is right you know and it is and listen everything everything worthwhile and everything that is meaningful has requires some kind of sacrifice i i'm not saying you have to always be 100% or nothing but sometimes you know you, i mean like today like the money kept adding up it keeps adding up the productions never it's never like okay that's how much it's going to cost fine i have the money for that ne never even with the gyms when i built the gyms it's like okay well, what we're a hundred thousand dollars over you know like this production it's like okay lunch was more than i thought that was more than i thought the driver's more than i thought the car's more than i thought it, it, you know it just it, it just never end. it could it could never end any film we were talking about like even big big dollar productions it's they never have enough money right never have enough money so you you were in a quandary when we spoke last on this podcast mm. 24 hours ago yes about hair and makeup yes and we tried i i had even actually called 
my cousin, yeah, who used to be in the business doing hair and makeup, and I, I extended an invitation for her to come out of retirement and <laughs> to, to help us out. She she kindly passed. Yeah, but you were in quite a quandary. You were stressing about it, and here we are now. Yeah, twenty four hours later, how do you feel the hair and makeup situation progressed and and resolved, or did it? Well, I, I mean, having never been a hairstylist myself, and only looking like one, uh, especially I, or play one on TV, yeah, play one on TV, having the black T-shirt. So um, I don't know. We did her hair ourselves, and uh, I think, I mean, it came out pretty pretty damn well, considering we've had no training whatsoever, not one lesson. So um, I mean, would I have liked it to be more Margaret Thatcher? Yes. With the dress, with the acting, with the hair and all the bobbles, does she, she pass for Margaret Thatcher? Yeah, I think so. I think it'll I think it'll work. But again, it's not what I had planned on doing, but we had to do what we had to do, you know. I never thought I would be doing hair. I, th I mean, we've done a lot of different things, but never a hairstylist. Agreed. I would yeah. agree with that statement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What are you looking forward to? What's the next phase that you think will be something you're looking forward to? The edit editorial part? I'm very much looking forward to it. I mean, I love it. I, I love the writing is just like this brutal, horrible, wonderful thing. You know, writing writing a screenplay uh, is it's just so it's so there's so much it's too too long. It's a very lonely thing. And it's just it takes so much discipline because you're putting so much time into something that you're you may not nothing may ever happen of it, but yet you have these things and and as you do it, it things kind of come alive and and it becomes this living thing and it's just just a wonderful process once you get into the zone. But it's hard. It's like working out. Like it's not like every day you say, oh, I want to. I can't wait to go work out. You know, it's some days you just got to go there. It's part you got to do it. You got to eat right, right? So it's hard. And screen screenwriting is the same way, and. The shooting is, for me, I, I love the process, but it's very stressful because you, you have an idea of what you want to capture in your head, and it never matches what you're getting, and you have to come to grips with that. And, and it's a constant fight, and it's constant disappointment. And then sometimes you have little wins. But then... That's a great way to put it. I would agree with that 100%. <laughs> right? And then editing, to me, is... Just, I love it. it I, the beginning is tough because you've got all these pieces and you've got so much. My biggest problem is on the machine that I'm using. I'm wondering, is, is it going to crash every five minutes? So, but once you get that initial, well, the, you know, the, at least the rough cut of the pieces together and you have that story, it's just awesome. I just love it. And then you start to layer in the sounds and the music and the, and the it's just, it, and you're creating this thing. And it's so cool because your screenplay was A, and then when you're shooting it, it turned into W. And then you, you while you're editing it, it's turning into T. And then at the end, it's Z, and Z is awesome. It's not what, what you What thought. does that spell? Uh, mess. <laughs> it spells chaos. <laughs> That's migraine. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it's it. but you know, I don't know. You think that's about it, right? That's about it. Right. So, we shot um, on a GH5. We shot uh, 4K, 4.3 anamorphic at 150 megabits, 422 10 bit color space. 
We also recorded to a Atomos Ninja V in ProRes to an SSD. So I will take those video files back with the audio files. We had four actors. We shot with a uh, Sandevice 788T, four tracks, plus we used uh, Zaxcom body packs, which have recorders. So I will provide you a library yes. with sync sound from the ProRes files and the sound device audio files. And you will then start to edit on Final Cut. Yep, Final Cut. And you will start to put the pieces together. Yeah. And when do you hope to have a completed piece? Tomorrow. Tomorrow? <laughs> no. I'm not going to have a sync by tomorrow. No, as soon as possible. It's so tight. The problem is it's it's a timely topic. I, I want to get this out there as soon as possible because of uh, it's, it, there's the what's going on in, in the UK right now uh, with the, in the EU at UK, the Brexit. And so that's, that's one point that's t- very timely. And the second thing is I want to, um, I, I didn't know this. Well, I know this now, but the, 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 the crown, which is really greatly produced. It's a great show. Uh, and I think it's a Netflix show. Um, this season there, there, Margaret Thatcher is introduced by, pillowed by Gillian Anderson. And so, um, It'd be great to tie into that before or around the same time because it's again it's so timely. I think it's going to renew interest in in that period in Margaret Thatcher. Yeah, I mean you have not asked for anyone to help. I started a GoFundMe campaign for you yeah. on your behalf. Yes, just because I think you're deserving of some help, yeah. and I would encourage anyone who's uh, been down this road, probably can relate to what Thomas has gone through. Maybe not. You're on the extreme end, I would say. But Respect. I'm on the spectrum. It is, it is a respectable passion that you have, and I would encourage people to uh, to help you out with. I think it's a good. It's, it's whatever a good, it's a good you cause. can. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's good. It's good, and you've you've given so much with the crew and everything, and so that's uh, that's been amazing. I just I just want to see you succeed. Thank you, thank you. Okay, so we will we will uh, reconvene, you know, in another uh, few weeks. We'll see yeah. how the post production's going. We'll keep the uh, audience updated on the progress. Yep. And certainly, when it uh, is released, we'll make that available. Yes, absolutely. All right. Yeah. Get some rest, Thomas. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. You too. Good night. See ya. That was a lot of fun. It would be even better if you could add something to the conversation. Drop me an email at thisweekinproduction at gmail.com. Or even better, call our new TWIP voice mailbox and leave us a message. 601-564-TWIP. That's 601-564-8947. Also, a reminder that This Week in Production is available on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. So please subscribe to get every episode. Lastly, if you like what you hear, would you mind giving me a rating or a review? I'd appreciate that. Okay, that's a wrap on this week in production. Thanks for listening. Mm